Action Park Media. All right, welcome to another episode of Victory, the podcast. I'm Doug Ellen. I'm Kevin Dillon. Kevin Connolly, live room. This is an exciting episode because we're going to actually talk to, and you know, this was all Connolly's idea, so let's give him the credit. And I love this because we're, we're giving back and we're getting a chance to have these young filmmakers, or they may not even be young, we have no idea, but these filmmakers getting a chance to, for us to, you know, shine some light on them mm-hmm. and during the pandemic, and we got some really great stuff. I'm going to talk really to did. some yeah, of them. Yeah, we're going so to cool. talk to a few of them, so that'll be fun. But Dylan, who's not going to be joining us for um, the interview segment, is here for the opening yeah. because Dylan, Dylan is moving. Yeah, I wish I could be there for that, but uh, I got a bunch of movers and I got people at my I'm selling everything off. I'm selling cars, pinball machines. Well, yeah, I'm moving. I'm going through a it's weird like, transition. It's one right of the now. most stressful things that they it's say. Stru- you can I can't do, sleep right? at night. Do you need any? Do you need this. any help moving? Because Connolly's great at that shit. Oh, really, Kevin? That's yeah. Nice, man. Could you come <laughs> yeah, over? And, uh, you know, <laughs> it's tough now with the kids. You know, maybe you can, <laughs> you can bring that kid golf and kids and, and, and stuff. Golf and the kids yeah. and then the Hollywood. Hey, Doug, uh, your kids Hollywood are grown now. Maybe you can help me. Maybe my kids can help. I'll send my kids over. Guys, you got a summer job. Maybe I can get them college credits for that shit. You know, but that's the thing too that I found out just. Just turning my guest room into a nursery, right? Dylan, how long have you been in the house? Almost 14 years. Right. So 14 years, yeah. a lot of stuff accumulates, oh, Un- right? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, unbelievable. So what, what's it look like? You got How many pinball machines did you have at the peak I of the pinball? I think uh, 16 pinball what? machines at one stage. Yeah. I mean, you collected them though, right? I did, yeah. Right. I mean, they were mostly in the guest house. But I had a couple in the main house. And I mean, get rid of those. I got anyway. one. I got, got one. one. No, no, these are, the, these are the best. You sold 15. Yes. I mean, you know, they've gone. Some of them I sold a long time ago. Gave, you give away any? Because no, I, I didn't give any away. One. I'm well, not giving pinball machines yeah, away. They're right very now. expensive. I, I might give you one, Doug. By the way, I have an idea for an entourage pinball machine. I got a guy who designs them. I could do a lot of the artwork myself. We should, can we do a Hollywood Ways pinball machine? <laughs> I was going to oh, say, no. by the way, you know Maybe who we do I am? A victory. We got I Scotty, we we got Scotty in, the in the booth laughing at I thought victory. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah we can do a victory. Well, I don't know. Entourage would be great. We had all the characters in there. Yeah, that's like an HBO thing and yeah. and we're i was joking we're definitely not doing a hollywood and then by the way pinball machine. and by the way it's a grenier thing if you think grenier is going to be on your fucking pinball machine you're out of your mind i mean although he probably would imagine he's like well, uh, well he gets a pinball machine but we all get one can i just say one thing and honestly i want to i want to clear this up for the last time i love adrian grenier i have never had so i had one argument with him once in 15 years i have no <laughs> wait a second dog hold on no no <laughs> I, really, I didn't have arguments with we were on the set there too really they were, yeah they're just talking about line stuff but not, not you know not, right. giant, not giant blowouts but, I, but, but I, I saw adrian at coachella and we had the best time and we were it was yeah. all good the only thing i'll say is molly probably. this guy's <laughs> this guy's got more podcasts going than Connolly does i mean <laughs> yeah. this adrian guy does? oh my god every day someone sends me a clip of grenier on a podcast Podcast. On a podcast and right. and it's it's strange. So he's wow. sending a message. I personally think he's got a problem with Dylan. That's my no, thought. I, I think I think me? He, I think he, loves no, me. He, he no Doug taunts him, and now Doug's taunting him from a third account. <laughs> I'm the one guy. Enough. Okay, bring him it's in. It's not I, bad I, enough. I, I will call him. Can you bring, bring him in? in? And I'm is he in L.A.? He was in Miami with my brother the other night. By the okay. way, he's with my brother. He'll well, talk to the well, the it's Ellen be family. Hard to get him in here if he's not in L.A. Here's what I'm willing to say though, because the fans are asking for it, and I'm willing to do it. I will put 
$5,000 to any charity that Adrian Grenier wants if he comes on the fucking podcast. He could talk about whatever what, he what wants. What if he wanted to do Hollywood Ways instead of Victory? <laughs> How would you feel about that? You're really pumping up this Hollywood Ways thing. I mean, you you're know, doing he's it more so, than he is. He's so angry about it, and I've done everything I can to keep it quiet. I'm Oh, yeah, you've been quiet as a mouse, you <laughs> fucking is, loud mouse. Is that a fair thing, though? Can I say that? 5000 bucks to any charity he wants. Yeah, that's or, great. by the way, he wants to buy a fucking sustainable couch for himself way, I, I, i'll pay for I, I, it whatever hate, he wants i hate that idea but it's your money the, so it's a charity what, yeah, what kind of couch he, he makes i don't i think he makes couches out of like used tires or something Whatever. Oh, that's cool what, what, <laughs> I, <don't laughs> what, I want to get back to dylan, dylan and, and, and can i just and interrupt over a second yeah because before you got here kevin i'm not gonna lie Connolly and i we spent a little time on you without you which is a little behind your back but nothing bad we could not picture you actually hiring movers. We thought you're the kind of guy. Well, he's hands on. Yeah. Well, I, I, I might, I might just do it myself. Rent the truck. <laughs> that's and, what I'm uh, thinking. Me, it's me unbelievable. And a of my friends. I told. That's exactly what I said. Yeah, I, said, I probably will. Who are these friends? But either way, well, I have to pay them. Okay. You know? Dylan, right. I got my buddy Chris, who, uh, and we'll probably, you know, probably hire a couple guys. Dylan's at Home too. Depot Dylan's or too good at it. Right. He's got to oversee that. More hands on as opposed to like, yeah, bull the cat. Dylan's gonna be hands on, right? I said, yeah, that. I'll, I'll probably move. I'll probably do the move. You're gonna, I've I said, Dylan's gonna rent a U-Haul. I rent the truck. He's gonna get a few of his buddies, and the stuff goes in the yeah. truck. This is the worst thing I've ever heard. I mean, it just is absolutely like it's giving me anxiety to even think about it. The no. problem is, I'm having a hard time finding someone to move me out on the day I want to move out. They're I have like, a oh, great guy, by the way. I can call my buddy Rob. Sable. I gotta be out. On I don't know if he can do it Saturday, and it's hard to find. So they're like, oh, uh, we can't do it on Saturday. We can do it on Wednesday. Right, you're like, no. I'm like, well, no, not, I'm not, I won't have a no, bad. You not I understand. Have yeah, yeah. I have to. I, I want to be out. I want to get it all out. And if then... you if you want, I can call my friend Elite. I think is his company. They pack okay. everything for you. You don't do anything. Like, yeah. Dylan's I mean, needs to be. Yeah, Dylan needs to be a little smack. hands on. He yeah, yeah. save your. Oh, save really? Your I contact. need to pack everything so much. You know, throw a little blanket can, over him. You can hire that guy when you pack your shit here at Action Park. <laughs> you're you're out of here. But all right, Dylan. So you got sixteen. <laughs> you got sixteen pinballs at one point. What's the best from a from a gaming standpoint? What's the best pinball machine you ever had? Ooh, you know what? Well, the only one, one I have keep? left. I, I have Theater of Magic, which I love. It's a great <laughs> game. But I've had a Arabian Nights, which I just got rid of, which breaks my heart because it's one of my favorite games. Right. Medieval Madness, Twilight Zone, but uh, I Circus pl- Voltaire. I played, I played the Cactus Twilight Zone. Canyon. I played the Twilight, Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone's great. Can I great ask you a pin. question? And I'm, I swear to you, I'm not even being an idiot. What makes a better pinball machine than? Oh, wow, it's, it's, it's the play field and the layout, right? And you want a good theme and good artwork and the lights and all that. It, really, it's about. I, I like the. Uh, the play field layout, the ramps, and all that, and the gameplay. And, do you and still also, play a lot? Dylan, oh, I play. Yeah, I, I want to compete. Dylan, I think is, I can compete and win. Is Dylan, there, I mean, is there's a professional the best pinball. pinball player I've ever seen with my own eyes, personally. Now, obviously, whatever you, you go Wait, outside. I, I'm so confused. Dylan there are competitions. Yes. Like, yeah, Dylan is as good a pinball player as I've ever seen. Dylan is alternative sports Olympics. That's what you should start an Olympics for By pinball way, cornhole. Hey, not bad, not bad. Pool. I'm a t- Tough pool player. Dylan's good at pool. Oh, what about what the pool? you think? Oh, Doug just gave me these. Back in the day, I was very good. I don't well, play let me, much. Like, anymore. I take that as a let challenge. Let me ask you this: What are you going to do with your pool table that you felted? I don't know, man. <laughs> that sounds so dirty when you say felted. <laughs> <laughs> 
Savages. We're surrounded no, I, by savages. I don't know. That's probably that's a big move. You know, I want to. I want to enjoy it until I. You know, I, that's Saturday. I'll, I'll probably keep it and refelt it wherever I go. <laughs> why do you have why, to refelt re re it? it? What are you talking about? Because you just a, felted it. It's a three-piece <laughs> slate table. You cannot move it. You can't just pick it. That thing weighs a ton. That's what I was going to say. But what How does you that get mean? that out of the house? So you got oh, to you have to take move it apart. The three, take it apart. Move the three pieces of slate, and I got to redo it all over. So you got to refelt it. This yeah. is why you're late I mean, for the podcast. If you weren't doing shit like this, yeah. you'd be on time. Listen, what? I I, <laughs> I appreciate this about Dylan. I love it. Pinball machines are going to go. The cars, the furniture. So how long does the move take? A day? Can you knock it out in a day? I think I get banging out in a in a day. Yeah. Pedal to the metal. Let's yeah. focus. I, I'm gonna, buckle down. Yeah, I'm going to get the get a lot of the stuff there. To because uh, I'm gonna, I'm just I don't know where I'm going. You're okay, gonna that's go what I was going to say. Because storage Conley, unit right now. Conley described as a nomad. He's like, you I don't am. have a I'm home. Gonna, I'm going to be a nomad. You I'm can gonna, stay at my house if you want. Really, Please. Yeah. Doug, I'll do that, but not with all your crew. Yo, no, like, Careful what you wish. Yeah, for, he's got Pat Fahey. Who else is? Can I bring my girlfriend? Is that allowed? If she sings, yeah, have a guest house. Do you have a guest house? We will sing for food. I can't think of a place I'd rather not. Stay in Doug's house. So what are you talking about? Doug's got a an awesome house. I feel like yeah, it's a beautiful house. I'm ready. I'm Rob, there. A lot of rules. I'm Rob there. Stone stays at my house all the time. He loves it. Oh, no, I awesome. don't. By the way, I don't bother anybody. You, you enter and you come and you yeah, go as long so as you perfect. As long Doug. as you're good with Barry, I'm there. Yeah, I would love to. We'll have tell you. stories on the yeah. podcast about Dylan's behavior, <laughs> and we'll talk about Collie like late at night. And <laughs> shit. Be great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dylan left a bunch of hair in the sink. And, uh, <laughs> This guy's an animal. Has he ever heard, an animal. Has he ever heard of running water over the hair in the sink? <laughs> he, he used this manscape. He got his pubes all over there. Hey, well, Dylan, I to hey, I Dylan it's called a courtesy flush. You ever, you ever a I can totally see Dylan like, uh, remember planes, trains, and automobiles where Steve Martin, John Candy's giant underwear is on like no in the towel. sink. You know, I, <laughs> He goes to wipe his face. Do you remember that? And it's John Candy's oh, giant my God. I'm going to use every towel and you're going to be stuck with a washcloth. By the way, that's the sitcom of the century. You two fuck. <laughs> Oh my God! Thank God Doug's got a big house. By the, the way, wait till the odd couple. Wait till Sarah Sarah hears this on Friday and is like, uh, "How long is Kevin staying with us?" I'm like, Just six months. I, I don't know. He won't leave. No, but but seriously, we, we're, so I'm going to go. We're talking about the nomad thing. Yeah, I'm go gonna, to France. I'm going to go to Paris, do the movie. Right, and then I'm gonna bum around Europe but, but what for a little that? bit. I mean, hopefully, <laughs> won't bum around yeah. Europe. You gonna stay in hostels? Well, I definitely want to go to Greece, maybe. Right. Okay. So go check out, uh, you well, know, look, some if, of the great sites in Greece. And, you're over there. You might as well. Might as well. Right. Why don't you go okay. visit Al in Italy? Yeah. Well, would he let me stay there? Who? I, I don't want to speak for where where I didn't get married at seven years I ago. Mean, I, I'll stay at the lowest unit down on the cliff. He's got sixteen <laughs> bedrooms. I mean, I I don't want to speak oh for him. God. I would be stunned. Oh if my he god! Said, you know, we yeah. should talk about that. Oh my god! But that let's let's flash forward. Now you're. You come back. You're gonna. I'm stay. gonna go to New York. You're gonna go to New hang York. Out with my check out the family. family. I haven't seen in a while. Show Probably do the summer there. Foot, do go to Wingfoot. Do yeah. whatever. You have By to the do. way, you know what's I'm funny? I'm gonna come stay on Doug's couch. <laughs> what's really funny is Connolly abusing me over a secondary podcast that isn't gonna affect this. Dylan's gone for a year and a half. Right. Like I mean, we Dylan will be on season eleven. That by itinerary, the time Dylan comes that itinerary back. didn't sound great. It is gonna be work related. <laughs> um, <but>. So. <laughs> I don't so, know. Well, well but, I don't want to not do the show. So, but, but, but assuming when you come back, right? Yeah. What What is the plan in the gonna, summer of twenty twenty three? Right, right. Well, yeah, right exactly. <laughs> where, where? I mean, are you gonna are you gonna look for another house? Are you gonna be I'm in this gonna part probably, of town? Yeah. Uh, right, probably, Malibu. Yeah. I don't know what I'm gonna do. To be know. honest with right. you, I like not oh, wait, knowing. But yeah, I, I do want to move closer your, to you guys, so I don't have the long drive. Are you living with your girlfriend yet? No. Okay, so she has. You could stay with her. I could stay with her in Malibu. No, Dylan, you got to get your own spread, bro. You gotta have your own. Yeah, 
Dylan, I Dylan I got the duplex. What about booting out one of the uh, tenants of the duplex? Uh, it's a fourplex, actually. I just don't. I've lived there, and it's. I don't like the tenants <laughs> knocking on my door. Hey, uh, <laughs> the lights out in the hallway. Yo, <laughs> could you imagine if Dylan was Mister Furley? Like, <laughs> hey, we got fine. a leaky pipe. So fuck, shove it up your ass. Well, what do you mean, want from me? That's where I learned, the, plumber. learned how to do half of this stuff. I was thinking of Snyder from One Day that's at a Time. I mean. That's I mean, it's like, but you imagine Dylan showing up with his I, toolbox. Like, all right, where's this? Let me get my tool belt. Where's this leaky? Faucet. Oh, God. Could you imagine how long your toilet would be clogged when Dylan's like, I'm coming from fucking Malibu, bro. Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. If they know that you're there, like yes. all the complaints come to you. Knock yes. on the door. Hey, man, I, I know it's not really your job, but the heater's not working. Yeah. Like, so call the like, heating call company. The ma- I got a, a man- management company that handles this place. Maybe this, you stay clear of that place. Yeah. This is amazing. I actually, I, I don't know. Dylan, we need to get you FaceTiming from wherever the hell you are. We'll figure it's it out. It's easy. It'll we'll be great. Out. We'll yeah, get yeah, you going. Yeah, I want to do it. I want to do it. Have to carry that fancy. I heavy love doing mic. this show. I don't want that mic. You're it's not like gonna, a ball and chain out of drag with me. You're that. not going to take the mic. And and dude, you're going on a you're going on a little adventure. So good luck. Keep in touch with us. Dylan's kind of you know I'll what will. he's doing. He's doing like that uh, that gap year after college where Dylan right. is like gone to I gotta Europe. Find myself, bro. Dylan's backpacking. <laughs> yeah, eat, love, Dylan's, pray with Dylan's, Kevin Dylan. Dylan's backpacking. He was last Dylan's seen in a youth the, hostel. <laughs> He's on a Euro rail in Luxembourg. He's on so a Euro rail. Well, anyway, I'm gonna miss you. So, um, and well, I don't. Miss you guys. I'm not sure how Connolly and I we'll are see gonna if deal Doug's still with, here when you're without back. you here. You're gonna come back. It's Grenier and it's gonna Connelly. be me, Emmanuel, and Ferrara sitting here. When we come back, we got some filmmakers from the Action Park Media Film Festival, and I'm excited to talk to them. You're gonna miss Jenny Drama, which is a bummer. Yeah, go Jenny. Good job. All right, so welcome back. We talked a lot about the APM Victory, uh, the podcast film festival here at Action Park Media. Uh, got a lot of great films, and uh, you know we we had to narrow it down, which is which is which is difficult because we really did see a, a lot of a lot of great films. I cut it down to twenty, brought Doug and Kevin in to watch the twenty, and it was interesting to see which uh, different films resonated with these guys. Right now, we're talking to Taylor Martirana, who is uh, is the name of the movie. It's a W reality. Is it reality with a W? It's just reality with a, with a w. w. Okay. That's and what I do thought. you mean? Is it because it's a writer or what? what's the meaning behind that? Yeah. Like, so the idea was this guy that's combining his writing with his reality. You know, like what he wishes was his actual reality is his writing, basically. So my life um, was kind of the idea. <laughs> right. When, yeah. when we saw the uh, the writer with the dead inside shirt, the first person that I thought about was Doug <laughs> Allen because he that's him when he's writing. So was that supposed to be me? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny because you said uh, no. Yeah, he wasn't named Doug, but it was funny. Uh. Because, like, watching Entourage, I mean, that's one of the main reasons I moved to L.A. was because I'm seeing this lifestyle, and I'm like, holy shit, I got to get to L.A. Not just for, like, the hot girls and everything, but just <laughs> it just seemed like the guys are doing, you know, pursuing the lifestyle they want. And then I think what I never anticipated was when I actually started making films of my own, I would be watching this thing that I wrote, directed, and acted in and being like, how sad is this that I'm actually wishing I was this guy in this thing that is me? <laughs> um, like, I know it's fake, and I'm sitting there going, wow, I even want to be this guy, not just other actors doing stuff. I want to be the guy in my own shit. You know, you know, it's funny you say that, because I I talk about this all the time, but on the pilot of Entourage, I was looking through the lens at 4 o'clock in the morning when it was freezing, and Connolly was uh, having trouble with a scene. But it was these guys having such a great time, and I was looking through it, I was like, wow, I, I want to be over there, even 
even though I knew it was fake, obviously. So where where did you grow up and where are yeah. you now? So I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. That's I see the NOLA shirt. Uh, I went to Tulane, so. Yeah, my uncle went to Tulane. Nice. So I, uh, and then I moved to L.A. in like 2013 to go to uh, grad school for screenwriting, actually, at UCLA. Oh, and nice. so I never really wanted to pursue acting or had any intention of that. But then uh, one of my acting teachers or writing teachers was like, you should try acting to see it from the other side and stuff. And then just started taking classes. I'm currently in North Hollywood right now. Nice. So now just kind of pursuing everything, you know, creative. That's interesting. And as I'm looking at you, are you the you're the actor? Are you the <laughs> actor that's with the with the young lady yeah. in the front? Yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. <laughs> what interesting. an eye you got, yeah, Connelly. So what an eye. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was something that I wasn't sure. We, listening to y'all talk about it, that. I wasn't sure if you guys knew that I was both the writer and the one in the bed at the beginning. I did not know that until this very second. Oh, wait. I did not know he that. He played two roles, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that no. was fun. How I mean, did I- you do that, dude? <laughs> How did you do that? You oh. throw the dead inside shirt? Did you what, Did you shoot it over the course of- Yeah, uh, so I mean, no, so, so uh, I do just, I don't get my hair cut or anything that often. So it was like I had fairly long hair and then it was like, uh, okay, well, we'll just shoot- stuff afterwards and then I'll go get a haircut and then we'll shoot the other stuff. This you know, guy the, played, all the stuff in the beginning is in the... This guy played both roles. Well, I gotta that watch it. Incredible. I gotta watch it again because I have terrible eyesight, but honestly, when Connolly was asking that, I thought he was asking if you were the guy in the bed at the beginning he and I was the like, guy in the bed the I know he's the fucking guy in the bed at the beginning. I did not have no idea that it was the same guy playing the writer, so... And, and what, what, it, what this movie is about, essentially, is it's a guy writing what's happening in his life and his friends sort of rally around him and say, hey man, the world's not such a bad place. Let's can, mm-hmm. we, can we can we dial it up a notch and kind of make things a little happier for for the for the audience, i.e. your your buddies who are going to uh, cock ring night at the uh, what what yeah. what, <laughs> what what was the name? Well, it's of- funny because I know Doug was talking about that. That he said that people would always be like, "Why are you always writing this sad stuff?" And that's kind of how I feel about like my mom or somebody will read my stuff and say like, what do you, why are you always writing this stuff? And I'm like, shit, I didn't think it was that sad. Like I thought I was kind of writing like something middle of the road, but I think I just always have gravitated towards those types of stories. Like, um, you know, I, I really like like a comedy, but then we'll get really dramatic in moments. Like my favorite movie ever is Sideways. Like I love those dramedy type movies. I, you talk, know what I, mean? I talk about that all the time. Sideways. I love it. But it's interesting, though, Taylor, because you don't seem like a miserable writer like myself or most of the writers that I know. Cougar night at the cock ring. That's what it is. Cougar night at the <laughs> yeah, cock exactly, ring. Exactly. Exactly. But one of the other things that that struck us and we had this conversation. And it's funny that you mentioned that was, is this a comedy? I, I said, well, I, I thought it was a comedy because I understood the. The kind of the humor, but when we were trying to sort of place it in a category, it's sort of you could argue yeah, that man. it was a little sad, you know. It's hard. I mean, I guess I guess if I had to put it in one, I'd say it's more a drama just because the ending is a bit of a downer ending. But um, I mean, same thing. Like, like I don't even know how I would define sideways. You know what I mean? Like, I would call it a dramedy, but. If I had to say drama or comedy, I don't know. Because, like, I laugh out loud at that movie, but, I mean, it definitely has a lot of sad moments in it, too. So, I thought this I was know. a drama. I, Connolly and I were talking about it. He put it in the comedy category. I thought about yeah. killing myself when it was over. So, But to I, me, I understood the joke of, listen, man, it's not so <laughs> terrible. Life isn't so bad. It's, it's, not, okay a, it's la- not a joke, though. And you know what I watched the other Doug day? Doug is the epitome of this character that you but, wrote. But no, I, 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 I had just watched the night before I saw your film, Adaptation, which I think is one of the best movies about screenwriting. Have you ever seen that? And Nick Cage. Mike oh, Jones. Thanks. Yeah. Spike Jones, you gotta see that, Taylor. But Nick Cage plays no, two roles. I love her. Hers one of my favorite movies ever. So I like. Spike this Jones. is right up your alley. You will like it. Adaptation. This is this Adaptation. is the real deal of what a screenwriter goes through. Nick Cage playing 
both roles, both his brother mm. and himself as one is the artistic writer and one is the schmuck who writes commercial stuff. But it's a, it's a great movie. And I thought you kind of captured that feeling of the depression of what writers go through. And most of the people that I know that do it have a lot of that stuff, even if they're successful. It's just it's a kind of a miserable process. So one of the things that jumped out. And again, this is not an, a knock on any other film. Your your film looked r- really, really good. Um, Thanks, man. The shot composition, the, the light looked right. The difference between the fantasy and the reality was, you know, I know it's not, I know it's not easy. So do you, do you have a, do you have a buddy that's a uh, a friend yeah, that's a I mean, DP? How'd that go? Yeah, so I, I've never been to school for cinematography or anything, but I'm a big believer in uh, getting people that are more talented than you and specialize in something. And so I have a friend, Nick Venata. I'll give him a shout out. And- there's some app that we used on the iPhone called Filmic Pro that allowed him to do a lot of stuff. I mean, I'm pretty good at communicating like what I want and then he can basically do it. Like I knew I wanted the fantasy to look a lot different. We wanted it to look warm. We wanted it to look like this. And then he basically tells me why or how we're going to do that or why the thing that I have as an idea is a stupid idea. And so. did you do this all during the pandemic? And did you do this? Our question for everybody was, did you do this specifically? Doug for is this? A, Doug's a conspirator. <laughs> he was convinced that. Well, so, <laughs> so, so I had, um, I had a short written that was like 15 pages that would cost a good amount of money to do. Cause it was going to go back and forth between fantasy reality and it was going to get extravagant. Then you guys announced this competition and I was like, well, shit, maybe I can try to find a way to squeeze this, you know, somewhat similar idea into like three minutes, you know, because that's a tricky part, too. Right. I mean, three minutes is a hard thing. It's a it's a it's a tough timeline. Yeah, especially because I always have like overly ambitious ideas, even for shorts that I have done in the past that are 15, 20 minutes. It's like it's like I always have these grand ideas that probably should be a feature. <laughs> but you know what? I'm trying to cram it into like 15 minutes because I don't have the money to do a feature. You right. Know what I mean? Well, and did cool. you edit this by yourself? No, I, same thing. I know. Right. I love Leave it to the in experts. An editing <laughs> session and saying like, hey. Let's move that around, move that around here. Let's do that there. But I'm not great or super fast with Premiere and all that shit. Right. So, yeah. Professionally in your life, are you working as a writer or what are you doing? Um, so I still work at a restaurant in Santa Monica right now. It's kind of funny, Doug. I actually work with someone that used to babysit your dog or dog oh sit, Jamie Jensen. So <laughs> yeah, of course. I work with yeah. her. So I do that, but I'm I'm trying to do like uh, get going with acting and writing and all that stuff. I kind of have like... Uh, I do some audition coaching, that type of stuff, but I'm, and some editing gigs. Like I edit a couple podcasts and stuff like that. So just do you really trying to get the ball rolling, you know, I'm actually wait, wait, starting hey, listen, a new might, podcast might, that I, uh, we might maybe. be, into, we might be in touch with you about the little, little side work here yeah, at Action Park Media. But I think though, you did a great job Thank as you. someone who really my did. career started with a short film. If you can figure out how to do an inexpensive feature, Go do it because it's, it's worth movie, it, man. you know, and uh, and keep going. But we really appreciate it, and we hope uh, you keep rolling, stay in touch, and then we'll we'll post it, and everybody can take a look at the whole thing. And uh, where where can they find you if they want to follow you? Um, so just my name, Taylor Martorana, Taylor, and then M A R T O R A N A. Taylor Martorana, reality. I thought it was a comedy. Doug's still unsure where it lands, but uh, no, it was I was a great certain. job. It, we're gonna we're <laughs> gonna post it on the on the sites and and keep us posted. And you know, uh, man, go make a movie because you got the stuff. So thank you very much. Thank you so much, guys. Truly, it's an honor. Right, Thanks, be well. Taylor. Say hello to Jamie. Right, we'll see yeah. you, buddy. All right, we're back. 
Sam Wolf. Fan favorites here. And Tor- well, it was, it was my favorite, but Connolly made me feel bad because he thought I only liked it because it was so That's self-referential. We'll get, we're gonna, we're gonna, Doug, we're gonna Doug, get you're that. The, you're the only fan that matters, so it's the fan favorite. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. So, so everyone who's everyone who's listening knows, and we'll we'll post this one. I got a, so many people are asking me to post this. By Sam the way, Wolf and Tori Lavallo. And they made Jenny, Jenny drama. drama. <laughs> and, you know, you can't tell right now. This but, was a showstopper. Yeah, this but Tori really pulled uh, the best Kevin Dillon impression that I've seen in a long time. So tell us about this, guys. Connolly was – he didn't know whether it was fair. Well, here's here, here's the other thing. You got to understand. A lot of these came in, and you guys were one of the first ones that I saw. So it jumped out at me. So Doug will tell you, the only one – I think I sent him two – and that was one of them, yeah. right? So where I went wrong was, I, you know, in the beginning, I, well, we weren't really clear. Like, should there be a clear connection to Victory the Podcast? We never really said. So we didn't want to hold it against people that didn't do it. But your guys' film was so good, we just, we just, oh, we couldn't, you. and we just, we couldn't not. Also, let's be clear, you didn't, you didn't go wrong. You yes. Didn't go wrong. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, he keep, he keeps saying okay. we. I have nothing to do with that. I said it was. I, I there were several of the films were self referential, and and some of them were were not as good. This was really good. It made me laugh, and oh, you know, you. and obviously when people are doing stuff that relates to your own work, sometimes you don't like it. So it's it's not the easiest thing to work. So I didn't tell, even think about that. That's a good thing. At least he liked it. That could be a different. So, thing. so tell me about the process. How you guys work together? I mean, first of all, are you are you a couple? Then not not yeah, a personal so- question, but. Yeah, so we are a couple. And, you know, I grew up being an Entourage fan since since high school, right? And so when Victor the Podcast came out, I was like, of course, I'm listening to this. And, and then once you guys announced the film, the film festival, I was like, well, we ha- I, I have to do something. And at that point, Tori yeah, so and I were Sam, Sam comes up to me randomly and is like, I think I have this idea for just this little project. That we wanted, that I want to do. Well, and it was tough deciding like what to do because it wasn't just. Well, first of all, original ideas are fucking hard. Yeah, they are. Right? And three minutes <laughs> is hard even harder. Original idea, but also in a pandemic, who's in three minutes, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, and also, um, in a pandemic, so who's who's available? And she was like my only person available like, in my <laughs> bubble. So I said, yeah, you know, you're yeah, you're in. Had to write something for me. You're in yeah. the play. You know? Now you're um, obviously an actor, though, so, right, Tori? Oh. um... <laughs> No. She is now. Uh, yeah. She's a neuroscientist. I would love. I would. Uh, I would love to be an actor. Are you for real a neuroscientist? Is that for real? I, yeah, I, I've spent the last the last couple of years working in neuroscience. Wow. But, but she grew up doing theater and performing. Oh, okay. Yeah, so my, so my background yeah. is in my background is in theater. I don't do it professionally. Mostly. I did stage. Um, All right. Well, I was going to say, because you're you're, you're very good and you're very natural, and we certainly don't want to, like, remove someone from the scientific community yeah. that we can use more than another actor. <laughs> but you were excellent. So tell us how this idea came about. And did were you confident that she could pull off a Kevin Dillon impression? I mean, it's not easy. So the idea came about, like I said, just the, the factors. And, like, to get inspiration, I went back to episodes of Entourage and my favorite moments. And some of them were, like, the – the Kevin Dillon moments that, or the Johnny drama moments that we threw in there, which were Iuga. The, the monologue. Yeah. yeah. The Iuga we had to have. Very big iconic, one. recognizable. The, the, um, the monologue that he does, you know, saying it's not that I want to audition. I have to, you know, as, as someone, you know, as a, as a fellow actor, I was like, that's a, that rings true. I was like, we need to feature that. And then to make it like a scene within a scene, the, how do I incorporate all of these? 
I mean, that CSI Minneapolis <laughs> audition <laughs> scene is brilliant. Um, and, and they both happen to be Doug and Katie. No knock on you, Connolly. I love <laughs> yourself as well. <laughs> I'm not sensitive. By the way, I'm also not an actor and a neuroscientist as well. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that what you're hiding underneath that cap, Doug? Exactly. All, all neuroscience. That's, <laughs> exactly. that's not what he's hiding. I got news for Hey, hey, hey. Um, but you know what? You know what, though, as someone as someone who has had a hair transplant, I feel you. Did you I'll have open one? vulnerable about it? Oh, I did have one. Yeah, you're looking Doug, good. Doug you're looking good. Your hair. I feel I'm you. Glad you told I him that. You, he was ready to. He was ready to. We get off the Zoom. He's gonna go. God, By the way, not to be weird, I barely noticed Tori because I kept looking at your head. That's all. <laughs> <I've> been... <laughs> so, so no, I do the same thing. It's like a disease. Your eyes just go to the forehead. So where are yeah. you guys located, and and how is filmmaking going for you, and writing, or whatever you're doing, or acting? Tell me what's going on yeah so we're both from westchester new york uh oh, nice. funny enough home i'm, of I'm from hastings home of Kev. she's from yeah. right down the block from from yes. kd um i think actually they went around they went to school in the same area around the same time didn't your mom have a friend who hung out with matt right yeah that yeah that, that's right one of my mom's cousins she she says she knows matt but they they went to Mimarinic together uh, nice. there's a lot of dylan's they cover a lot of ground out there. yeah yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? there's a lot of dylan connections out there in westchester but one of the things that you guys did which which you didn't i mean it starts with with uh with tori listening to the podcast right so and they're talking about the you're talking about the film festival so was it scripted or i mean did you actually go take it to paper or were you just kind of you know, hammering out beat by beat as yeah, you went no, along. Yeah, um, no. We needed I, papers to throw. We, well, first of all, we need papers to throw, right? <laughs> to, but no, I, I, I totally took it to the computer and started typing it out word for word and made changes because I, I, I needed the right framework that Doug laid out in the show already. But, you know, changing it to apply to our situation, like I changed things, like instead of being on an important email, I was doing an important clubhouse room setup. <laughs> oh, I, like that, I got all, I, those which, references, all, there, got there all those references. There was references galore in there. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was totally scripted. We were making changes and stuff because I wanted it to flow. And I, as, as you know, the director of it, I, I needed to make sure that the tone was not commenting on it, but being very genuine in wanting to be earnest about it. And I think, or I, I take it, it, it read well as it, it paid off that way because it, I guess of the reception, but it, it couldn't be commenting in like gimmicky. And I needed this character to, to be completely, you know, in love with, yeah, what she was doing and and KD and uh, the Johnny Drama impersonation and so she went for it. She, well, <laughs> she totally and and, and I don't know if you heard I don't know if you heard me talk about it on the podcast. To me, that was the yeah. thing. I was like, wow, this girl really went for it. Because you know, look, they'll say that about <laughs> in acting. You know, you can't you can't be half pregnant. You got to go all the way. Yeah. And she went all the way. I, she never backed. Well, never looked in the rear view. And that's mirror. the thing, you guys know is like I told her, you cannot go far. I will pull you back if I need to, but you cannot go, go far, far enough. enough. So just throw everything at the wall and just about all of it stuck yeah. all, it was, the, all that paint stuck to the wall it was amazing it was really fun to do and i mean i i watched the clips of the iconic scenes again and yeah we did we did some we did some film sessions i tried i looked at all everything <laughs> i was like what can i what can but i but tori now you say you watched it again is that a true statement did you no, watch she entourage she watched the she watched I, the iconic scenes yeah i know i want to know if she watched the show though initially were you familiar with it or were you like what the fuck am i doing right now what is this <laughs> She you could be honest. Well, well, be this honest. is a hard question to answer. No. Uh, I I didn't know Entourage before this. So well, hopefully I, uh, we have a new fan. She's watching it now. She's watching it now. Making noise with the festival. Making noise with the Yeah, I mean, after after we after we filmed it, I got interested. I've been watching. 
I yeah. actually can't stop watching. <laughs> well, I appre- we appreciate that. Sorry. And how long? Did you guys shoot this in one day? Uh, two, days. two days. Two days? Two days, yeah. Okay, and yeah, you edit? Two days. You and, did and everything? You did it all? I did, I did the editing, oh, wow. the coloring and stuff, and, and everything myself, just sort of self-taught, figuring it out. Um, but, well, that's I mean, the whole of purpose it, of the festival, too, to, to do that. I mean, now you know how to do it, right? Where you, next time... Well, exactly, right. yeah. I mean... I had, I mean, luckily had some practice. So I'm, I'm an actor and I've had some practice being on set and whatnot and grew up watching Entourage. So like the, I, I sort of, I, I knew my way around of, of, a but, little, editing but when, and you, color when you start timing, doing it, it's, it's a different thing. It's a yeah, whole, it's a whole, yeah. the, the headaches and just the, the stresses of it. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. But luckily, I mean, it was sort of not copy and paste, but follow the model of the actual scenes. Right. And so we were watching while we were filming. I had the YouTube videos, like the clips queued up of like, make sure you turn your head at this exact time, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the way he did, oh, wow. so I can come around this way. And Well, and, I mean, uh, honestly, guys, I loved it. And I wish- you, When it played here, the place went I wild. wish you could see Dylan's <laughs> reaction when he was watching Dylan it. Dylan loved it. <laughs> yeah. Shocker. We're Dylan, so happy yeah. Dylan loves that. himself. I'm so happy. And I'm interested to see what happens with you guys, because I don't know if you get the it's acting one, bug after this. Because honestly, Tor, you really, from minute one, and I'm a very critical person oh, of believe acting, me. Believe you, me. you came on immediately, and I was laughing my ass off for the whole thing. It was shot great. So what's going on with you professionally? Not with the neuroscience, but anything in she the She might be in into acting now. Okay. She's thinking about it. She's thinking about but it. But I mean, with Sam, what's going on with you as far as writing, directing? Are, are you are you able to do this yeah. professionally or um, what's going on? Yeah, so I mean, Doug, correct me if I'm wrong, writing's hard, man. It's yeah. really tricky. So I've got ideas. It's just a matter of like, I don't know, my mind gets too much, I think, sometimes in like the practical world of like, what can I make myself and or like, that's you know, where it should be crazy budget for that's where yeah, it should you know, be. So, uh, you know, unfortunately, that can be that can be tricky. You know, I um I was doing I, I was doing Jersey Boys before this, the show, the stage show. Oh, nice. Um, and I was set to do on the production of it before the pandemic. And oh. obviously pandemic happened. I'm hoping to go back to that. And, you know, just the, the usual stuff of like auditioning and so on and so forth and waiting for things to open back up and. You know, I think also, I think the pandemic sort of kicking both of us and stop waiting for people to sort of approve for, for the jobs or the work, or whatever, and just start making it, creating it. And um, I think we're both uh, very eager and like encouraged to do that. I love that because, you know, that's yeah. how, that's how. What about you guys? What about professionally? What's going on? Well, that's no, but I, I was, <laughs> not much. I was going to, I was going to say like, you really, you really should, you should consider those things and think about a, a simple story that you can go out and make for what you can make it for. You yeah. know, I, I mean, the yeah. list goes on and on. I mean, they made swingers for a couple hundred grand. Right? I mean, you look at pie. The list goes grand. on and on and on, but you're on the right yeah, track. I, think, I mean, if you start thinking I think about too, some sci-fi movie, of, you know, right. And instead of, I think too, instead of like worrying about the final product on this shoot, like create the concept, yeah. right. To then sell to, for people who do have the, the, endless money to then make but as I, I think exactly. what you I think what you said though and I did the same thing in the pandemic I mean Kevin came up with the, the idea of doing this podcast and I wrote two scripts for free which I haven't done in a long time just because I wanted to keep busy and I think for everyone listening out there it is it's time to go create if that's what you want to do it's inexpensive to do it and you just got to do it so I, I love what you guys did it was really really a lot of fun and uh, I'm looking forward to oh, hearing thanks, what yeah happens. we're gonna also, also we're gonna question. Air it. 
Question, question for you, Connor, just because I don't, I, I've listened to every episode and I don't think you, you've really dived into this much because Doug and Kevin Dillon they know the backstory, but how yeah, did you, how did you, <laughs> how did you, how did you come about Action Park and doing podcasting? How did that land and how did this come? Because now it's a monster. Yeah, see, yeah, that Doug, it's a monster. A monster. Right. No, you know, honestly, when we talk about <laughs> ideas, uh, you know, I was never much of a writer. The best thing about Action Park is that it creates IP, intellectual property, right? So you do a podcast and it starts as a podcast and then now you have your your proof of concept to sell it as a TV show or a movie or whatever it is. So it's really an incubator for smaller ideas to help them grow the TV shows and that kind of stuff. Victory, the podcast just kind of fell upon us. We just started having a good time with it. But the uh, the idea is to kind of create, you know, ultimately turn this into a, a, a TV studio. But the same thing that you're talking about is I'm just I'm just getting after it on, on my own instead of waiting for that phone to ring. You got to go after it. So you guys did a great job. We're going to, we're going to post way, this we, video. Did we have to delay because of a Connolly baby? All right. Yeah, they, they, I do have a baby. Yep. I do have a baby. So yeah, had a, had a baby girl uh, on, uh, on, June, on June 3rd. So yeah. It's a Kennedy Connolly is in, not in the building, but it's in not the baby building. Baby Connolly. All Kennedy right. Connolly will be nowhere near this building. That's for sure. <laughs> um, anyway, thanks so much. Guys. Where, where do we tell everybody where they can follow you and we're going to post this on Friday after this airs. Yeah, and, uh, people, sure people want to see the whole thing. They're, re they're ready for it. That yeah. clip just isn't cut. Oh, it's so, oh, exciting. so exciting. So you can follow me at oh, SamWolf12 and Tori, what's yours? Mine is at Tori Lavallo. It's actually at Tori.Lavallo. Oh very boy, simple. well, it's a big difference though. At Tori.Lavallo. Well, thank you guys very much. We'll be in touch. We really also, appreciate it. Also, real it. quick, we can, we, can, we can totally edit this. I just, just I, and I know you guys are wrapping up. I just want to say, as someone who grew up like watching Entourage and, and as an actor, this show was everything. Just like, Doug, like, thank you. It was like, it was an inspiration. It was, it's so cool to also this, you know, to go on and I know, I know Khan's going to roll his eyes, but it was just cool growing up seeing the world <laughs> now, like being part of it and like working with some people from Entourage. I've been lucky enough. So like, it's just, it's been such a cool full circle moment, especially with this too. So like, yeah, thank you. Honestly, and this is thanks awesome. for the festival. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for the festival. No, thank you. We're still really waiting for the grand. <laughs> By the way, Connolly's going to figure out a way to That's get it. that to you. You're I mean, a neuroscientist. You, you, no, you I was totally kidding. Do a little but... research. Oh, God, they make it impossible. <laughs> Welcome back. Our next uh, guest, the man of the hour, Tyler Mendelson, a Marine Corps story. Brother, thank you very much for yeah. uh, for this for this this uh, short film. It's pretty incredible. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> Aside from obviously thanking you for the film, uh, you are a Marine, correct? Yes. And this is I your story. From 2010 to 2017. Awesome. Thank you for that. So, and this movie really did move me in three minutes. I mean, it really was an incredible job. Are you a filmmaker? Have you just started or? Yep. So I actually went to Emerson College as soon as I was done on active duty. Uh, filmmaking and, you know, directing have always been a dream of mine since I was a little kid. Um, and it was always my plan after I got out of the Marines to, you know, pursue that. And I've only done short films so far, nothing this short, which was the challenge for me. Um, but, you know, I to work my way up into feature films and obviously everything comes down to funding so that's like my biggest challenge right now well i'll tell you tyler you, you know you mentioned the the three minute uh part of the of the film festival and that and that really is the tricky part but also what really grabbed me about your film was how i could be feeling that way after three minutes now if you were to watch platoon or some of these these great war movies that really connected with people that's over the over the course of of you know two hours two and a half hours but to to hit the strings that you hit right. in three minutes was was really i know difficult but it was powerful original 
And where did you get the idea? I mean, it was so creative, the idea with the, with the cars on the, on the table. And, and, and tell me a little bit about the process of making the movie. So it was such a risk. All right, first, you know, my friends and I, who are all huge Entourage fans, we, you know, have been listening to the podcast this whole time. And they know that I'm the filmmaker of the friend group, the Entourage. So they're like, Tyler, we got to enter this film festival, you know, like with your skills, like we should be able to do something cool. And I was like, I don't know, man, I've never worked on this kind of format. It's like way too short. Like what, what can you possibly do in three minutes? And with an iPhone, I've never worked with an iPhone. So I was just like very hesitant at first. And then we started bouncing ideas around and nothing was sticking. You know, they were just coming up with like dumb comedy ideas that I just thought like wouldn't make a difference. So like I usually do, I just went with my heart and there was a, like the story in the film is something that I haven't really told anyone before besides like maybe one or two people. And I was like, like, I think that would make a good story. And I think I could fit it in three minutes. Then I was like, well, shit, how do I, you know, visually show, you know, what happened? Cause I can't act all this out. I don't have, you know, MRAP trucks and all this kind of stuff with me. So I was like, what if I do model cars? And I was like, in, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, what am I, what am I talking about? These guys are going to like laugh. Like I'm a grown man playing with these, these cars on the table. Like, how is that going to make a difference? And I thought, you know, competing against people were probably doing like crazy drone shots and all this kind of crazy creative stuff. I'm like, they're never going to care. So I was like, if, if this film is going to stand out, it's going to be based on the story and if they're actually moved by it. So that's what I went with. I went with my heart and I guess it just worked out well. Yeah, I, I, I was I was incredibly moved by by all of it. And and one of the things that that stood out to me, you know, there's a line in the movie where you talk about the rules of engagement at this time being high and the wrong move can uh, land you in Leavenworth. And, you know, what we ask uh, and yourself included of these of such young people, 19 years old, to make split second life or death decisions on a dime to me is it's just overwhelming to, 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 to think that uh, someone your age could have to make a decision like that. And uh, I've watched the, watched the movie 10 times and every time the hair on the back of my neck stands up. And I assumed it was a, a true story or, or close or close to you. But was it hard to kind of revisit that? Yes and no. Like, it, it's hard opening up about something that's so personal and, like, was literally a major moment of my life. Like, this was the one moment, I think, that really defined my Marine Corps career of all the decisions and all the training and everything that I had culminated into maybe two minutes. Like, that's insane to me. And you hit the nail on the head when you said that, like, you know, we're, we're putting these young people in such a, a tough situation where you have to make these split second decisions. And that's exactly what I was just trying to portray in the film is that like, you know, without any condemnation of the war or saying it's justified or like anything like that, it's, it's not saying anything at all. It's just saying that we're putting these young guys and women now in such tough situations where you have an immense amount of responsibility and it could mean your life. It could mean someone else's life. It could mean your friend's life. It could mean a random person's life. And you just have so much weight on your shoulders and you feel it. I literally was considering, like, I would be in prison if I shot that guy when it was happening. So just the stress of that is insane. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing because, you know, something that's so difficult is when you have a personal story, often to translate it into something that other people can relate to on film is very difficult. And to do it in three minutes is really remarkable. And I think... uh, 
instantaneously I could feel that it was it was real and true and I think that's what makes it so special and it speaks honestly it speaks to both sides because I think you can feel the guy in the other thing too who we have no idea what he's thinking or who he wants to hurt or not so I think everything about it was really great so yeah and and also too I mean you know when when I when I think about if you when you really step back and you look at the story it's it's what could have been should have been, might have been. Ultimately, nothing really happens. We're left with the question of, did I make the right decision? Did I cause somebody? Did this guy do something terrible two years later, a year later? Really, the story... Nothing happens and everything happens at the same time, you know, yeah. and it's just about these guys. And I thought the model cars were amazing. And that's the thing about how it affects you, how you still don't like people staring. I mean, first time I saw it, I, I knew that it was the one for me because you know, I didn't know what to expect. One of the things that we did wrong with this festival is we weren't specific enough with people. You know but what I'm I saying? Th- I think that's what's great because we got such varying things, right. which I think makes it really right. interesting. And also this film obviously speaks to what police officers in the country are dealing with yeah. every day now also as well. with And and they're dealing it with cameras on them at all times and the scrutiny yeah. of that, so I think it's interesting. So, Tyler, where are you at? Where are you living? Where are you? So I'm in Poughkeepsie, New York, and it's a funny thing that um, I go – well, I went to Arlington High School, um, and that is a school that plays Mamaroneck High School, which is where <laughs> Kevin Dillon is from. Kevin Dillon, yeah. Yep. And, all, comes uh, ba- all comes back always to Always comes down to Dillon. Yeah. My day. uncle actually works out with Dom. <laughs> oh, does he really? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Is this a career you want to pursue, or what's the plan? Absolutely. So right now I'm just trying to decide like, what is the right way to go about this? Like you guys would know better than me, but I'm just thinking like, I'm trying to find an agent. I'm trying to make more films to that. I have enough to show for myself, even if they're shorts. Um, I've done two major shorts, which are the the posters behind me uh, in between the white space and the Hun. The Hun is actually a World War One film. And I did that. uh, Yeah, I did that under a $23,800 budget, which I raised on Kickstarter. And uh, I won some awards for that. It played in film festivals all over. And uh, very cool. Well, well, you say we know better than you. The truth is, is what I see out of young people today is going out and making things inexpensively, which obviously the equipment is, is come a long way so you can do that. But I think that is the key forgetting the agents and stuff, which if you can get them great, but the key now is to keep making great stuff and honing your craft and getting it out there and you know um i think obviously we're going to do our best to make sure people see this and uh we want to see what you're doing next because it's great so and and lastly tyler before before we let you go uh, i mean you you kind of said it yourself you were thinking oh this is people are going to be doing this they're going to be doing that i'm i got i have toy cars on the table like this is but you were right you know what i'm saying it didn't we didn't need a drone shot you know so stick with your gut and and you know and and do something that you can afford to do. Again, I, I, yeah. I, I we use this reference. I, I got to come up with a better reference. But okay, let's say Pi, that the movie that launched Darren Aronofsky made that movie for fifty thousand dollars. Whatever it is, it's a small movie. The big ones will come. Keep knocking out ones that are close to your heart, like a Marine Corps story, because, man, it was powerful. And maybe there's a bigger idea there for you, because it really is interesting, the pressure that we that we put on our men and women uh, in uniform, uh, uh, you know, defending our freedom in, in foreign lands. So we were we we're going to be in touch, you know, when, when you if you have, we get you out this way. Come on in and let's let's talk about some stuff. But um, fucking excellent is the only uh, word. That yeah, I could, thank could you use. so much, Tyler. You we so really much. really appreciate thank it, you guys. And it's, way to do it from your heart. It's insane to like. I, I literally grew up watching Entourage. I think I was like twelve when I watched season <laughs> one. So to see you guys now and like praising my work, like you don't know how much it means to me. I really do. 
appreciate it so and, much. And we, well, we, appreciate we appreciate your you service. for sure. Thank Thanks you. so much, Tyler. We Tyler. will stay in touch and uh, we, we'll talk to you soon. We will talk to you soon. Thank you, brother. Excellent work. Thanks so much, guys. All right, be good. Fuck a thousand dollars. This is the best prize <laughs> I could ever ask for. Real quick. Oh, oh yeah. There, there, we go. Go. there <laughs> you go. All right. We are here with Joshua Thomas, director of Hashtag Boyfriend Break. Now, Josh, Doug, and myself. Sir. <laughs> Have both lived this, lived this nightmare that is every man's, the bane of every man's existence. So I guess I don't have to ask you where it comes from, <laughs> but tell, tell us a little bit about the process of hashtag boyfriend break. How, how, did, how, did, how did this come about? Of course. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, first of all, God is, I mean, I'm not trying to kiss y'all's ass. I love you guys. I love you guys. I love you guys. Thank you. So thank you for this guys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and, I mean, it all stemmed from, I made it just for you because I was binging Victory the Podcast, and especially in the early days, um, I mean, Doug, you especially were obsessed with talking about Instagram. Yes, and he like, still is obsessed. He's a crazy <laughs> lunatic, yes. <laughs> but you, you, you're just constantly talking about, like, protocol and what's right and what's wrong, and you were always talking about, can I like my boy's girl's picture? And, like, what's right? And so... Between that and then you guys announced the contest um, and you were always starting to talk about Entourage and break that down with the walk and talks and the bogeys. And so I was like, I want to make something with the walk and talk. I want to have bogeys there, just random people walking around. That's why I picked that location. And I kind of just crafted it based on, I like I said, I binged you guys. I think you were at probably episode like 20 or 25 when I first found Victory. So that's kind of what happened. So that also, character is named after Doug. <laughs> of course. All right. Well, we didn't know. We didn't know. We thought it was a coincidence. We thought maybe it was a coincidence. So, but Joshua, have well, you? I did that too because, oh, I was just going to say, I wanted to make sure you didn't think I had it before. And I know you mentioned that for some of right. the films. So I was like, well, I'll drop some hints, like naming him Doug. Oh, so you know was, it's for this. That was a hint. And that have you, it. have you lived this personally or is this <laughs> from your own mind? Yeah. <laughs> I have lived this personally, but um, I'm actually a great photographer, so that's a lie. (laughs) (laughs) Take them. But uh, it's so funny. I just went to eat uh, in that area with my dad a few days ago, and I saw the exact depiction of what I filmed (laughs) happening in real life of a dude taking his girl's picture. Where where was this? Where did you shoot that? This is at the Pearl Brewery. It's like an area in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, and it's just, it's a lovely area. A bunch of really nice restaurants and scenery. And the river walk that's in San Antonio actually runs right through it. That's what that bridge is over. So, And did you cast uh, this? Out. Or is that your friend? Or did you go out and cast it? No, I, I did cast a friend. But I actually cast her in a web series I made like 10 years ago through a traditional casting process. And we've, you know, kept in touch. And when this came up, I actually asked a few other, God, she's going to hear this, but I actually asked a couple people before. Listen, uh, just so she knows, you're always the fifth or sixth. You're never the first choice. That's just the life of an actor. She did a great job, though. She was great. Yeah, she did. Yeah, Yeah, she killed it. I thought it was hilarious. I mean, uh, so you have had a girlfriend that does this to you or not, though? Yes, I've had it in the past. I don't have a girlfriend now if any... uh, the victory listeners. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of dudes. What, what There's said, not that many women listening. What he's, saying yeah, yeah. Is that he, what he's also saying is that he's such a good photographer that he would receive no complaints about his photos is what it sounds By like the way, saying. we've both dated someone that I don't care if you're a fucking Gordon Willis, right. you'd be getting yeah, some complaints. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's good. The picture is right. But, <laughs> but you know, uh, Josh, one of the things that is, is hard and we wanted to kind of challenge the audience with is the three minute aspect right it's hard to make it count in three minutes one of the things that jumped out 
at at me about your film, aside from it sort of just being current and the fact that it ends with a TikTok challenge, which isn't really Instagram, right? <laughs> it's a TikTok prank. So it it just it it just remain it was so current. But the location to me stood out because it's so important, right? If you tell that story with four white walls, it just doesn't feel as interesting. There were just no. colors and people and it just was alive and it was just a really, really, really great location. It was well shot, strong shot selection and you just really made it count in three minutes and, and it, we, were, we were dying in here and we heard. Man, thank you so much for that. I, um, it was so, I, we kind of got validated with our acting because as we were doing the scene over and over again, when I say I'm, I'm fucking done and I threw the purse at her, it fell on the ground and you heard a woman under the bridge walking with her family go, did you hit her? <laughs> and like, just, got, and we're like, whoa, 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 man, man, man. No, 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 we're, we're, making, we're filming something. She's like, oh. Oh, you're good. You're good. <laughs> so it was it was kind of validation the That's day awesome. of. That's it's awesome. funny too, because I, I knew right away when you cut to you before you even reveal. The minute I see the strap, I know that you're holding her purse. And, yeah. and I, I so I had a laugh out of that. And then the other thing that I thought was hilarious was when she says, I demand perfection and you settle for mediocrity, just like your father, which is like the cheap <laughs> shot, the ultimate cheap shot of cheap shots. And I'm like, what? I'm, I literally was like, I can't believe she just said that. And then it leads up to the breakup. So she really did raise the stakes with taking a shot at your dad, which is way uncalled for. Um, but it but it but it pays off. And Dante, now is it true that Dante was your director of photography? Yes. So I wanted to kind of just make it as true as possible of like him filming it. But, you know, obviously we try to make it more cinematic at first. And that's a buddy of mine that I've been making content with for a very long time. He's primarily an actor. Good actor. Um, he's a great actor. He's He's been in a lot of shit. He's on No Good Nick on Netflix. Uh, he's just grown up too, all that kind of stuff. But he's awesome. So, but I mean, he, I was like, you, can you just film this? Because I wanted to keep it as minimal as possible. COVID was still, I think this was March right. when we did it. Right. So it was like still COVID. And the fact that we were just going to be out and about um, without masks and people were walking by. I was just like, all right, well, we'll see how this goes. Um, but man, uh, also I totally wanted to say like, just to shout them out, that's Alex Poncio and Kelsey Probilski. Or those were my actors that worked on it with me and they're just, they're just so great. Um, so just, and, what, and Josh, what are you doing? Are you doing this professionally or what, what's going on with you? So I have a YouTube channel, Just Giggle It, and I built it from, you know, from scratch. And we have about 140,000 subscribers nice. to it. That's awesome. And so, yeah. So I've been making a lot of, uh, you know, comedy sketches, web series, short films throughout the years and things. Um, and then, you know, acting and pursuing that on the side as well. But so that's kind of like what I've been telling people that have been hitting me up. It's like I was so I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm so thrilled that I won with this film for you. But I'm like, it's not this film. It's all the experience beforehand that made it able for me to make something in three minutes and like and have it be a full story. And because I've been kind of in that realm of making shorter content. Right. And I'm of a, I like everything to matter. I don't want anything on the page if it's not going to have some sort of payoff or it's not funny, you know. And or, you're able to pursue a full time acting in San Antonio? No, I was out in L.A. for the past eight years. I came back during the coronavirus. Oh, I got you. So, yeah, so I've been here still, and I get, how's L.A.? Is it ready to go back? It's, it's back <laughs> you still, You'll still it's have a lot back. of mess if you shoot it out here, so. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. You can't shoot anywhere in L.A. No, no. Like, I, we shot there for probably three hours, like, it, doing that scene over and over again, and yelling, and and. Nobody said a word aside from that lady. Yeah. <laughs> but um, if I were to try that in LA, I'd get shut down so quick or they would want to charge me or et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. They would have done whatever they could to make that difficult for you. 
So here's here's my question though, Josh. So you 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 put your your movie together, and anytime, Doug, what's the saying? Uh, you don't get to travel with your. Yeah, you don't get to travel with your film. Doug's film professor at uh, AFI said you don't get to travel with your film. So when you finish this, right? You finish it. Everybody involved watches it. You're like, okay, well, send it, right? How, how does it? How how were you feeling when you finally hit the send button and you go, all right, well, it is what it is. <sighs> I was so I was in my head for a week because I wanted to use Bill Withers' "Lovely Day" as the music, <laughs> and I was like, "Can we use copywritten music?" I don't think so, but it's better with that. But oh, oh, oh! And so I was like, "Well, I don't want to get disqualified. I'm just going to send it off with this royalty-free stuff so that they can put it wherever they want." And I sent it to you know my actress. I sent it to a couple of friends, right. and I got like, "Yeah, that's good." And I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> the one person who was thought it was amazing is my boy that loves Entourage because I was like, he's I was and I was so glad he because he got it. what I was going for. Yeah, exactly. Right. And it is a type of humor that you know a lot of guys really gravitate to. And I knew that that's a majority of the portion of audience of Victory. So I wanted to kind of whenever I send whenever I send Connolly my shit, he gives me the same reaction. Yeah, it's fine, you know. So <laughs> the, the, the the most important thing about your film is that it starts and you're like, well, okay, where is this going to go? And it and it had an ending. And and it's hard to it really really Doug and I watched a few of these movies and we're like, do you think we could do this? <laughs> and we're like, I don't think we could. I don't know that Doug and you I guys could totally. Play. Well, Doug Doug was like, you know, I sent him a movie. I just took my name off it. I was like, uh, <laughs> you know, we were joking around about sending in, see how people re- responded. But it really is a tough thing to do. So just the beginning, the middle, and to have an end that paid off and was funny. The movie looked good. It was well acted. And like you said, you made every moment count. You didn't, there was no, everything was said for a reason and, and was tied into the story. And that to me was all part of it. And it looked great. So thank you very much. And when you get back out to L.A., Give us a ring. Come on in and let's uh, let's talk about some stuff. Wow. Um, that's going to put a fire under my ass. And I can't end this without saying congratulations, Daddy. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> Seriously, Thank you. Baby man. Is, the baby is in the house. <laughs> We're talking to Ryan Doherty and John Mignon, who did a, a short film for us called Cooper. Okay, now... We're going to let the Ranger thing slide. We're going to table that to the uh, end. I mean, how? We're going to table that to are the we? end. That's ballsy. The fact that you brought it up. That could have just... been disqualified. <laughs> that could have been an automatic disqualification if this movie wasn't so good. It could have been. Well, uh, to be honest with you, I, I'm i a big dog guy. If I was not, I wouldn't watch this. <laughs> I mean, there's just no fucking way. Now, you're New Yorkers, obviously. Yep. From Long Island. You nailed it, Long Island guys. I I don't know if you heard on the, uh, I don't know if we said it on the podcast, but when we were watching the movie here, I said to Doug, I said, Doug, man, that looks like Long Island, bro. (laughs) It it just felt like Long Island when, when we were in the park. Whereabouts in Long Island? Uh, I'm from uh, Port Jeff Station. Nice. I'm Setauket area. And Kevin, we both have run into you several times, like Dublin Deck. We've we've run into. <laughs> was he an yeah. asshole that's or no? My, that's my one of my Dublin best friends. Asshole. That's my be- one of my best friends' bars. I used to own Dublin Down, but I went to Patrick Medford High School. So wow, all right, nice. All right. Oh no shit. Port Jeff is the that's the spot. That's where uh, my my nieces are from Hopog, and they go to hang out at Port okay. Jeff. So you guys right? you did a great job. So the audience knows the the film. The entire thing takes place from the dog's POV, which is you know manipulative to someone like myself who likes Doug is like a crazy <laughs> Doug is like a crazy dog person so um yeah. but yeah just super creative to have it be through the eyes only of Cooper and for me except for for the last scene but for me 
the thing about it was that could be anybody's dog, right? <laughs> that to me was a mini golden doodle. To Doug, it was a German shepherd. To Kevin Dillon, it was an American bulldog. So were you, what, what was sort of the thought? Was it just like, hey, this is an original idea? Like what, tell me about your process with the movie. Yeah, um, so for that, um, so I never actually had a dog growing up. Um, I was very close to a fish. As crazy as that sounds. Um, and How that close could you be to a fish, bro? How <laughs> well, close? Wait, I, let me blow up his yeah, spot. Yeah. He was so close to this fish oh, wow. that when the fish died, he wrote a rap, like a <laughs> sentimental rap music video that we shot in Manhattan about his fish. So I think yeah. that he was channeling. So, what kind of no, fish yeah, was this? I, I couldn't really relate to that, but what like kind of I, fish was it? it was a beta fish. Beta fish. Okay, wow. so all right, um, that's that's weird. Yeah. So yeah, we might have to a, post that one yeah. alongside of uh, Cooper on, yeah. on the uh, yeah. Victory By the way, Web, yeah, you uh, should Instagram. make the sequel with the, <laughs> through the eyes of a beta fish. So that's interesting. So you never you never had a dog growing up. Interesting. I never had no, a dog no, growing I up. Always had I, cats. Yeah. I was not allowed okay. to have a dog growing up. The second I moved to L.A., I got my first dog. But so there was a big problem at the office. OK, Connolly, who, you know, when, he's not so as soft. He's not quite so as soft. sensitive as Dylan and I. Our feeling was and we don't want to rewrite your film. You wrote you. You did what you did and you got and the you emotion. Did it right. You did it. The right Why'd you kill the fucking dog? I- <laughs> Honestly, because we, we as brutal as it sounds, we had three minutes to grab your guys attention and just really like I figured we'd be able to tell the story a lot and engagement more if the dog died. And it's it's horrible. But I felt like we're really going to hit that roller coaster. This ride. is why you're a fish guy, because you sold out to fucking get a little emotion. But <laughs> that's yeah. how yeah. look, it worked for Marley and me. It worked for Marley. Right. And me. The dog died at the end of Marley. And me the movie made a hundred million dollars. I just thought, look, <laughs> if I was the studio exec, I love the film. I loved everything. you This did is the conversation that we had like, in here, by the way, when we make the feature right. of this. I would go, let this dog save this relationship. Let this dog do something smart. My dog, Baron, by the way, who's a genius shepherd, would, would solve this problem. The dog, so. the dog dies. The dog dies in every version of this movie. Um, but it's funny. I said to Dylan, well, what would you have the dog do, Kevin? Dylan's bright idea was that the dog would go to your girlfriend's house and somehow bring her back. I yeah. don't know how that's possible. You would ring or something? I have no idea. It doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. To I want to I want to let you guys talk, but what my son did at like 6 years old, we played hide and go seek and he would go in the house and go whatever hide, I would hide. All of a sudden he screams, "Oh my god, I think I broke my leg." My 6-year-old and I come fucking running and he's like, "I found you." I would have liked to see the dog <laughs> fake the injury, pretend he got hit by a car, do something to get these people back together. But anyway, we'll focus Can on you your believe this guy created Entourage with a fucking dumb honest, idea? Ryan and I had three or four phone conversations talking about how we can't kill the dog. Oh, you, uh, you did? Of course we did. did. We talked about it a lot. Yeah. So the first time that he pitched this to me was over a text, and he left out the point of view of the dog. So to me, he's like, I have this idea that this couple gets together, and then the dog dies. And I'm like, what fucking kind of shit are you going through right now? And you want to write a script about a dog dying. And then when we got on the phone and he told me it was from the dog's perspective, I was like, still fucked up, but yeah. I think I think it makes a little more sense. I'm telling you, it's because we his parents around the dog dying. His yeah. parents let him have a fish and he never really bonded with the dogs the way he needed to. But <laughs> 
I mean, I bonded with, you know, fish, a cat or two in my childhood. But Look, nah, you got I'm, us. Listen, From the moment the to... fucking leash started pulling away, I was like, oh. And, the toys. and then I'm like, wait, where the fuck is this dog going? What's up? When, yeah. when, he, when, when he's like trying to play with them and he's got the toys in his mouth and you're like, oh, not now. Not yeah. now whatever. <laughs> um, but when that, when that leash started rolling through the park, I said, oh, shit. I knew it was going to happen. So for me, it was, yeah. a, it was a bit of a buildup. And I also appreciate that it didn't feel over the top in terms of there was no sight gag. I mean, if all of a sudden blood no is blood spewing no out of guts, we got the point. And t- and I would also agree that in three minutes to make it count emotionally, you know, you gotta th- 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 listen. I love dogs. Dog, don't don't pay me as a, I love dogs as much as you. You know that. But I I agree. I thought I think in, in at least the three minute version, the dogs got Cooper's Cooper's got to go. But um, <laughs> how did you physically shoot it? Uh, where, where did you have- Hi, I'm the dog. <laughs> um, so we originally, so so Ryan and I, we both have a lot of friends who film stuff. And we were thinking about like, we were going to buy a rig for like, you know, $400. And I'm like, you know what? Give me the iPhone. Let me see what I could do. So it was literally me on all fours. <laughs> doing this, taking the squeak toy. Squeak doing toy. this. Panting. Just- I like the creativity. <laughs> have you guys made okay. other stuff together? Yeah, yeah. we've been. Yeah, I've been doing it uh, for music videos and then a bunch of uh, short films. We did a zombie thing. And so are you guys um, doing this professionally or you're working in some other thing? We're both yeah. doing it professionally. So I, I'm, a, I'm a radio host. I'm on 102.7 in the morning. And oh, Ryan's nice. also a video editor. So we have this passion that is filmmaking. So we get to kind of still be in that realm in our jobs. But outside of it, that's when we can have fun. So we yeah. like to make stuff together all the time. And okay. that's the way to do it, man. I mean, you got to, you know, it's you got to get out. You got to get out and do it. You know, it's yeah. and, and I always say. Listen, 10, 15 years ago, there was a hard cost to making a movie, literally a hard cost, whether it was developing film, whatever it is. Nowadays, like you said, you didn't need that. What was the budget on this? You didn't need that $400 rig. What did you spend on this? Uh, Oh, they spent spent something. $100 on dog toys, which I didn't have. I love it. Clearly. So here's what I'm willing to do. Here's what I'm willing to do. Here's what I'm yeah. willing to do, provided the FTC doesn't come after me, because Connolly can't give you your fucking bonus. I'm willing to give 500 bucks to have a fucking redo of this oh, fucking God. story. I want to see the dog save the relationship. I want to see the creativity, and I think you there won't be can... a dry eye in the house, okay? Ah, man, I don't know, bro. I, listen, <laughs> I, I, I like it the way it is, but you you would, you would guys wouldn't believe the conversations that happened over here. Oh, Dylan was furious. He's like, what the fucking dog, bro? What? Dylan's a big dog guy. Dylan, but not like, I'm like, Dylan's big fix. Dylan, your big fix is the dog shows up at the girl's house. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Like, that is not a fix it fucking complicates it makes it fucking weird if you ask me but anyway you guys did a great job it was really man it was we you know and a lot of people did some good stuff but the just sort of the originality uh and and it was fun and and you know and to me and again i don't know if you did it on purpose but the idea of not knowing what kind of dog it was to me felt like could be anybody's dog or fish or or whatever but if the dog didn't die would we be sitting here with you right now in my opinion you would have been i I, I, the well, I did the original was... pass. I did the original pass. Yeah. I don't know that it gets to these guys without uh, that dog dying. I don't know. I, I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciated, I appreciated, uh, appreciate the, the, the filmmaking. Appreciated I totally appreciated the filmmaking. I'm a little bit more emotional and a little more you sensitive. You guys were arguing and, you know, for 45 and... minutes about whether or not. You wouldn't believe it. The, the conversations about the dog with no fixes. It's not like, well, what if this? It was oh, just like, I no, got, I could write a whole fucking oh, yeah, screenplay yeah, about yeah, this sure. dog. This we had like three other scenes that the dog was in a doctor's office. We yeah. had all these scenes he wanted to do, 
and the couple would get back together as the dog's heart. But then we were already at like two minutes and 58 seconds yeah. because you guys. So is a time thing. Gave it three minutes. <laughs> That's a Connolly thing. Also, by the way, he's fucking heartless. He's like, me, I don't give a shit. Give him three you, minutes. Let me tell you something. We got, a, we got a few hundred submissions at three minutes a pop. And listen, for every great one, there was some other ones that, you know, and, and, and we watched every, every movie, you know? So yeah, I'm thinking, I mean, I guess if the dog was on the table, <laughs> the, let's say Cooper's on the operating table, right? right? In comes the girlfriend and, and, and Cooper pulls through, I guess. Again, Maybe look, I could live Connelly, with that. I, uh, Connelly has a French bulldog, so he doesn't know the type know, of French intelligence. Bull, my, my that French bulldog died five years ago, bro. Where the fuck? I'm, oh, you got Brody. Sorry, sorry. Golden right. doodle, mini golden oh, golden doodles. Oh, are, that, yeah. Golden doodles are smart. Ba- I had bossy and gillies and they both died very early. <laughs> That's terrible. But so, but. He's never had a shepherd. My dog would figure this problem out, okay? He would fake the injury. He would fake the accident. He would bring them to the hospital. He'd be like, oh, and then all of a sudden, he'd see them together, and they'd go, oh, my God, our dog did this, and then he'd walk them down the fucking aisle. They'd get married, and it would be great. So let's just say, in theory, if this were a five-minute film festival, maybe this dog lives on an operating table. Maybe, like, it ends with, like, a... Beep, 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 and yeah, we were thinking like in, in black, you'll hear some stuff in the background that you know. That He's made. coming back, clear. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, there, well, was so, yeah. we, there was so much conversation about li- the dog living. Wow. But with the one minute timeline, we had to. We just had to kill the dog. Oh, it just hurt. There wouldn't have been. There wouldn't have been room for an operating table scene. They just wouldn't. Right. Have been. We're gonna do a second film festival if we figure out how we're legally allowed to give people money. Federal or whatever Trade it Commission. Is. You're so on the radio, bro. You right. know the the red the Federal Trade Commission's no joke. I, uh, they're really not. Yeah, thousand we, bucks. We played, I had no idea. We played like a we played like a EAS tones test as a joke, like a beep that you have to do on the air. We played it on the air and we got like a like a twenty five thousand dollar fine for playing an EAS tone. Well, let me tell you the difference between. You and Connolly, you paid that fine. He won't pay it. So uh, yeah, yeah. we're gonna figure out how to fucking solve this. And I would encourage you guys for the second Action Park Media Film Thank Festival. Thank you for backing me up on that, though. <laughs> by the way, I'm not some crazy person that doesn't want to pay a thousand dollars. I'd be happy to pay a thousand dollars. I'm not looking for a fine, that's for sure. <laughs> but anyway, I'm encouraging you guys for the second one to maybe uh, go with a go with a, a lighter ending that solves know. it in a way that everyone, dog lovers and humans alike, could all be thrilled. I, with what I happened. think he should be alive on. The table and it feels like it's gonna end happily, and then you hear yeah. the flat line as you roll the credits and he dies in the credits. But anyway, we don't want to rewrite your film. You guys did a great job though. When, when you're out here, check in with us and yeah. we'll we'll post this up and we'll see what the audience says. But we really appreciate it. You guys rock Strong Island. And Hopefully, I don't deck. even know what to say though, because there's a fucking game in nine We're talking to you, Scotty there's Campbell. There's a game in nine minutes while you yeah. fucking Ranger fans are sitting here rooting for the Islanders to that lose. Was, it's a disgrace. By the way, you're from the Island. No, it's not Bold creative decision. It's Bold not that creative decision. I'm a hockey guy. I love hockey, but it's not like I don't want Boston to win at all. I will support the Islanders in that sense. But if oh, it's thank you. Thank you, you that. thank you for that. Thank you for that. You're a fucking traitor. Also, I want the Islanders to win. I sponsored the Islanders on the radio, UBS Arena. There, there you go. Right. Now, now we're talking. All right. We'll see you at Dublin Deck. <laughs> Tell Scotty Campbell. Thank you so much. Find yeah, Scotty Campbell. Tell him I sent you. All right. How are you, Jake? We got Jake McPherson directed a three-minute short for the Action Park Victory Film Festival called Filmgate. What's going on, Jake? How are you, bud? I'm good. I'm actually on set right now. Really? What are you shooting? Uh, So I'm doing my first feature, a a micro-budget that I'm funding myself. That's awesome. 
And is it a horror movie? It is not. It's a, I call it a midnight movie. So there might be some thrill or tension in it, but you know, I'm going for like a Repo Man type vibe. Oh, I like it. I love Repo Man. What kind of budget he got here? Uh, that's the big question, isn't it? <laughs> well, I'm also guessing you're your own producer because if I was the producer and you were on a fucking Zoom with Kevin Connolly <laughs> while the budget's running, I'd go bananas. Well, I, I am my own uh, money producer. <laughs> I have uh, I have an actual producer that's helping me. Um, but they, of course, and this was important. But we started shooting with about ten grand. Nice. And we're a little we're a little over now, um, but we're we're hanging. <laughs> You know, our SAG contract is micro, so we can't go above 20 without bumping more money to right. them. Right. I love it. It's crazy. So, uh, These unions are almost set up to make your life difficult. It's crazy. Yeah, where, they, where are you they, shooting? Um, we're in East Hollywood right now. Oh, you are? Okay. In house. Yeah. So I actually live in East Hollywood. Um, house we shot the film gate in is my house. That oh, it is? Looked, yeah. It was built in like 1895. That's <laughs> awesome. That's where you are now, no? I mean, I feel like yeah, you're in the same yeah. spot. Yeah, are you in that house right now? I'm scared. Yeah. I'm yeah. actually scared. <laughs> I'm actually scared. Yeah. Well, you we know. Tried to, we tried to paint some of the rooms and brighten them up for this movie. So, you know, <laughs> I don't know if it's going to help. You know, Jake, one of the one of the things that w- was sort of, um, you know, I- I'll be the first to admit, I didn't thoroughly think out all the little details of the film festival. Like the fact that I can't, I'm not allowed to pay anybody, which is weird, but that's for another day. Um, but secondly, we never really specified, I don't know, we did didn't really say I am a huge fan of the horror genre so I immediately gravitated towards your film for a few reasons a three minutes is a a very short period of time right how are you gonna make something scary Uh, have a beginning a middle and end make it scary do it at a price and you just you just you're did you shoot that yourself I I did so my background is as a DP it's how I've made most of my money in this industry but you know I've always wrote and directed, just never got really paid for it. <laughs> right. Um, so it's always been passion stuff. But so, yeah, I just generally shoot my own stuff. And uh, I have a gaffer I work with. But, um, yeah, I just and, you know, when I was in film school, I was obsessed with Bob Richardson. So it was really weird to hear you say that, Connolly, when you're like, it was like Bob Richardson's child. It was yeah. like, I've been working my whole life for that. <laughs> you know, it's funny, too, because one of the things that Doug and I, uh, when we, we kind of narrowed it down, there was a few films that were good, but we were like, man, I don't know. Doug had this, Doug's a conspiracy guy. Doug had this <laughs> conspiracy that, this, like, how do we know that this movie was made for the festival? And again, we didn't. we never said that they couldn't, right? But the idea was that it was made for the film festival. So as I was watching your film, I'm like, I don't know, man. This feels like a real movie. And then we cut to the film reels. And we got Queens Boulevard. We got Kissing a Fool, True Crime, No Escape, which Dylan beat me out of. Fat Beach. Fat Beach and Sub Down. Now, have you? It's Sub Down. Have you seen Sub Down? (laughs) Where'd you come up with these? So just wait. But I want to hear what you say. But just so the audience knows, Sub Down is a movie that Connolly did that's very. They're all movies. Very hard. There's, there's, there's a shot. There's a shot where you're looking at all the film reels. You have to watch Film Gate. We're we're gonna post it on the site. But he's okay. he's watching the film reels, and, and it's a bunch of uh, films that Doug and Kevin Dillon and myself have been involved in. So that was just, and it was also so subtle that it was enough of a wink. Also, uh, could have been CGI. That's after what Doug said. You think maybe that he uh, that <laughs> film already existed and he uh, CGI'd that shot? I'm like, I mean, I guess anything's possible. But um, so, what did you have you seen any of these ridiculous movies that we've done? I have. I'm not gonna lie. I haven't seen them all. Um, <laughs> ones I've seen, I made sure. So I love true crime. And, I, you know, when Dylan was like, oh, let's not talk yeah, about that. We want to talk about I that. I love to talk about that movie. 
Everyone needs to watch True Crime. There's a crazy scene in it. Uh, he, I don't want to give anything away. So, but it is, <laughs> it's, it's 30 years old. <laughs> don't worry about that. But yeah, that's true. So he plays a bad guy in it. And if you want to see Kevin Dillon as the antagonist, bad guy, <laughs> you're gonna love it. Kevin Dillon fans out there, everybody go watch True Crime. Well, it's, well, it's so ride. funny because Kevin loves himself, right? <laughs> so for him to not be trying to get somebody to watch it, for him to really—I mean, you heard it—he tried to shut that down. Yeah, he did he not did, want to did. talk about True Crime. <laughs> So well, it's a little campy. It's right. a little campy, but if you love cinema and, and love Kevin Dillon, you're gonna have a great time with right. that movie. I love it. I love <laughs> but, um, it. So you know, I've seen True Crime. I've seen Kissing a Fool. Watch <laughs> that. Um, but you know, a few of the other ones, like I haven't seen Sub Down. Yeah. But, well, um, you and nobody else. And, <laughs> but my editor and my producer kind of came up with the idea to put your guys' titles on there. We knew we we're gonna have film reels, and we we're gonna just fake that he's got all these movies, and we're like, let's let's do their movies. And I was like, hell yeah. And um, the only one, I just made sure that true crime was right in the middle. Right, so. that's your that's your hero, your hero movie. <laughs> Should have been Fat yeah. Beach, but like. <laughs> hey, I was gonna say <laughs> Doug, that was Doug's only problem. <laughs> it looks so amazing, and it was uh, paid homage to uh, you know the Ring, really, right? Yeah, yeah, I, it, like sort of. I, I love the Ring, so yeah, right. it's it's definitely inside of me somewhere. I love that movie. Yeah, well, I mean, I gotta say, you know, I'm not. That's not my genre. I love to it. say like I've never seen the Ring, but in three minutes, you got me. We watched it with a room full of people here and it was like the tension was real you could feel it and i wasn't expecting Kylie didn't tell us that there's a fucking horror film coming on. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's you know, it. We just watched Jenny Drama, where 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 a girl plays Johnny Drama, and then all of a sudden this is on. It was, it was great. So you did a really great job, and and we could tell instantaneously, which is what's interesting, because you are clearly such a filmmaker, and right? So into it. Did you go to school for it or what? I did. I went to a little art college in Nashville, Tennessee, that had a film program, and I got a my bachelor's uh, in cinematography. Um, it's actually no longer a school. They got bought by Belmont University. Um, so it's not even I didn't even know that happened at this point, like mergers with schools. Right. I didn't even know that was happening. Like, yeah, I don't know. Little hostile takeovers. Following other art colleges. Now, who was your actor in Filmgate? Who was that? Uh, so his name is Robert Bretonaw. And he's he's been acting in Hollywood for a while. I was going to um, say, I'm like, I know I know this guy. He had a familiar look to him and he was really good, you know, because it takes yeah, the actor to sell it. Yeah, if you go to film festivals or anything, I'm sure you've caught him in something. He's been probably working here for like eight years. But, uh, you know, his agent always tries to get him in normal roles. And we're like, no, you're intense, man. You need to play like intense roles. <laughs> right. And then you put him in something like this and it like works perfectly. <laughs> so. That's awesome. Yeah, we just really enjoyed the the style. And and, and again, man, it was. Uh, and also, too, the the way the movie ended with sort of the, the end credits on. I'm like, I don't know, man. If it wasn't for that shot with those movies, with Fat Beach and Kissing a Fool and Queens Boulevard, I'd be like, they didn't make this movie for yeah. us. This movie just, uh -huh. it just, it just looked so so good it looked so good and 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 it was and it was scary and I, and I also appreciated the subtlety of the end where where he's uh sitting there and you just see a little blackness and it's nothing crazy it's just awesome. a little blackness in his mouth and you know that uh his buddy's in how, for it how long there. did it take you from conception to shooting to editing to do the whole thing yeah i'm glad you asked so i you know i can't remember when you actually announced it if it was the month before summer of 2012 don't, don't get him started don't get him started Jay. before the pandemic <laughs> Before the 1917 flu pandemic, I was dealing with I the think. Federal Trade Commission. I'll have you guys know. Um, but I, you know, I toyed around with the idea, and we were already in pre-production for this micro feature. So I was like, "Oh man, I don't know if I can take like a 
two weeks to do another movie. But, uh, you know, something kept like hitting inside of me because, you know, a long story, but Entourage might be one of the reasons I finally got out here from where I grew up. But that's, that's a different story. Well, so either cool, way, like, we like those. And, yeah. And then uh, I, I started writing and probably had the script printed out. The PDF says like March 16th is when I exported it. Right. And so we were then There's turned it into a day early. So we completed a right about exactly two weeks. Wow. Um, awesome. Total writing to, yeah. To well, drive. I think it's, I mean, look, it shows everybody this film festival, which I was like, Connolly, we don't know what in the fuck we're going to get here. This is going to be a nightmare. I mean, I've seen a lot of short films in my life, and we got some really great stuff from professional people, and then yours really looked yeah, great. Yours so is, yours was good. And, and man, I, I'll tell you, to, to be able to know how to shoot like that is is a gift. But, you know, it, that gift didn't land in your lap. I mean, you went to college. I mean, you know how to do it. So, But it shows, man. And, but it's, and also, it looks like- it's also something I talk about on the podcast all the time. I went to AFI, and if I did it over again, I went as a director, which is like the status fucking thing. But really, when you go as a cinematographer or an editor and you learn a skill and a trait... And, and then you can take it into the other thing. It's just a, a great way to go. So and, and it shows. It really does in this film. So Yo, let's make a horror movie. Well, I was about Dude, to say. I, I, mean, don't, I, don't I mean, honestly, that was my first one. So right. I'm glad you guys like it. I usually try to make like dramas and comedy type stuff. I just uh, like, I like, whenever I see a, like a small horror movie that I know nobody else is watching, like, I, I don't know. They, they, just, they just get me. Do you ever, did you ever see the movie? You should watch a movie called It Follows. Oh, I love It Follows. I was going to say there's 0% chance I, I, he hasn't assume, seen it. And, right. what, and what I was also going to say, Conley, to let you off the hook, which Gary, our producer, will probably lose his mind. We can... I'm just saying. I'm not saying he'll do this. <laughs> Gary's very concerned. We can invest the thousand dollars and be producers on this fucking movie right now. We I mean, like, give him a thousand dollars to win the film festival. No, but we can invest in his movie. movie. Well, that's different. Hey, I'm guys, in for five hundred. I'm in want. East Hollywood. I'll drive over. We can <laughs> talk off the air. He's like, yo, I'll write that check or I'll, I'll come pick it up. <laughs> yeah. You'll send you over I to Doug's I like the idea, but anyway, guys, best of luck Thank with the movie. Guys. I can't wait to see it. We'll see you soon. Thank Thanks you. So much. Take care.